You are listening to the Shopify Solutions Podcast, a podcast for Shopify store owners that brings you concrete examples on how to build and grow your e-commerce business. My name is Scott Austin, and I have an e-commerce agency named Jade Puma. In this podcast, I'll share my e-commerce insights and best practices with you. Hey, Scott Austin here. This episode is a new format. I'll be doing a consult with some Shopify store owners, and you'll get to listen in. We did this in an online meeting where we're sharing the screen and discussing the store. We recorded both audio and video. You are currently listening to the audio only. If you want to watch the video instead, I've included a link to it in the show notes. You won't miss anything by listening to just the audio, but some listeners may enjoy seeing the screen we are looking at as we go through the console. This audio version was edited for smoothness, while the video is raw and a bit longer. With that said, let's dive right into the console. I have a guest and uh, two guests, actually, co-founders of a store on Shopify that's been around since 2016. And you've probably heard of the store before because they're crazy successful and they do a fabulous job, which most people should be doing in Shopify store, which is having a mission and telling their story and making human connection. These two gentlemen do a fantastic job of it. And the store is called John's Crazy Stocks. And the founders are John and Mark Cronin. Mark is the father, John is the son. And if you haven't heard their story before, I'm gonna hand it over to Mark right now, and he's gonna tell you a little bit about uh, the history and the mission behind John's Crazy Socks. Welcome, Mark. You wanna say hey to Scott? Hi, Scott. Uh, hey, John. Nice to meet you. Uh, my name is John. This is my partner, my dad, Mark. We are John's Crazy Socks. What's our mission? Spread happiness. Spread and happiness. All right. So, Scott, origin stories matter. We'll tell you real quickly, you know, how we got started and why. Uh, yep. It was back in the fall of 2016. And where were you? I mean, in school. So, what people may know, or many may not, if you have a disability, you can stay in the public school system anywhere in the U.S. until you turn 21. But mm-hmm. then you got to go. It's sometimes known as the 21-year-old cliff. And that's what John was. And you have Down syndrome, right? I do. Right? So like everybody else, John was trying to figure out, what do I do next? Didn't see a lot of good options, which is an unfortunate reality. There aren't a lot of good options for people with disabilities. But John, he is a natural entrepreneur. Yes, I am. (laughs) He... (laughs) <laughs> he t- looks at that and instead of seeing a problem, sees it as an opportunity. If I can't find a job, I'll make one. And what'd you tell me? I said, I want to go a business with my dad. Uh, nice fellows that business. Right? So we'll jump to the last one. There were a couple of false start ideas. But right before Thanksgiving, you had your eureka moment. What'd I, you say? I said, I want that quick suck. A colorful, fun, clear, it will always be, be me. We used to drive around looking for socks for John. So we figured if John loved them that much, surely there would be other people and we could find that tribe. And we went the lean startup route and Shopify was great for making that possible. We didn't do a lot of analysis. We didn't do a lot of planning. What we said was we'll build a site. We'll get a little inventory and we'll see if people respond. And they will tell us whether or not this is a good idea. Well, it turned out we opened on what day? A Friday, December 9th, 2016. Right? Not without the bumps, 
What time were we going to open? At 10 in the morning. 10 in the morning. And what happened? Well, that's what I did my dad. Because the webmaster at the time, that'd be me, messed up the code and crashed the site. Um, these things are going to happen. We opened at 3 in the afternoon, and it tested well. Right? We shipped 452 orders. We had in, in that month, we had 13,000 in revenue. And we learned this was something we could do. And what we've built is a different type of business model. It's a social enterprise. We have both a social mission and a business mission. Overall, it's spreading happiness, happiness and showing what people with different abilities can do. So it's four pillars, inspiration and hope, giving Give back, back. I probably can love, make it personal. Right? So real quickly, the making it personal, we're always driving on that. But it's epitomized by the fact that every package gets. I get thinking note and candy. A handwritten thank you note from John and a package of candy. That's a lot of writing you're doing there. That's a really impressive. Well, we do so. We do copy it now. Though so there was yep. a fun Reddit uh, thread once of people trying to figure out how many hours it would take John to write all those notes. And again, you get little blips. When we started, what candy were we using? Hershey Kisses. Which everybody loved. You'd open a package, you'd smell the chocolate, until we got the email from the woman in Florida. Yep. Saying, you may not want to be sending chocolate through the mail. So what do we put in now? Skittles. Skittles, right? Fun products and socks you can love. You know, at its heart, what drove us to do this was John the socks. And that means yeah. offering great selection, great products, great service. Uh, today, we now have over 3,000 SKUs. We are the world's largest sock store in terms of choice. Nobody else offers this much. That's amazing. It's, it's got to be about the socks and the service. We do our own shipping. It's same day shipping. An order comes in. It's going out that day. The giving back is baked into what we do. Uh, you see that in two big ways. One, we pledge 5% of our earnings to the Special Olympics. Why the Special Olympics? I am best Olympic athlete. And two, we have a whole series of products that raise awareness of causes and raise money for charity partners like the National Down Syndrome Society, Autism Speaks, Cerebral Palsy, American Nurses Foundation. Yeah. And so this is pretty cool. So far, we have donated over $450,000. And this is a real cool thing. This month, John, <laughs> a Special Olympic athlete, with the last check, is now donated more than $100,000 to the Special Olympics. Uh, which very, is very impressive. <laughs> but then, you know, they, it's ultimately, you know, inspiration and hope. It's hiring people with different abilities, so more than half our workforce has a differing ability and showing the world what they can do through, we do tours and we have work groups and speaking engagements and media appearances. Advocacy. Um, advocacy, right? We've testified twice before Congress, yep. spoken at the United Nations. So all this wraps up to John's crazy side. And I'll segue into what we're going to talk about with the website. It presents a challenge. Because there's so much to get across that you have to figure out the best way to do that. And 
the website has to reflect the social mission, but it's got to be a great e-commerce website. And balancing that out can be a challenge. Yeah, absolutely. As, as we're pivoting, let's actually, you know, pivot a little bit and start talking about the website there. Because, you know, overall, you guys actually have a fabulous website, right? You've got a few thousand products up there. You know, you can find them all, you know, whether it's through search or browse. You've got lots of promotions going on. Things in, and you have a brand, right? You know, your whole mission of, of happiness and fun, it totally comes through in everything you're doing. With the colors you pick and, and the story you tell, I, I love at the bottom you have these, I, I just call them, you know, branding elements, the, uh, the four uh, kind of not perfect circles, which I like the fact they're not perfect circle, circles. I think it matches with their brand. But, you know, that resonating across really well and like a little confetti thing, right? You, your brand is, is really cool and, and all there. The challenge you have, like anybody with 3,000 SKUs, especially you have 3,000 socks, right? It's not like you've got, you know, socks and shirts and hats and hoodies and so, you know, you've got some of those other products, but just 3,000 socks, that's a really hard process for the customer to make a decision. And I, I work a lot with stores that have big catalogs. The way I describe it, it, it's all about building out a shopping experience that allows the person to find the one that's right for them. Many stores do a great job in showing all their products. Very few stores do a good job in merchandising their products and making it so the customer is confident in the decision that they're making. You know, the, the way I look at a store to start off with is I go to the most important page, which is the product page. So I don't start at the homepage when I design a website. I don't start at collection pages when I design a website. I start at the product page. And you know, the, the first thing to think about is on your product page, what is a product? For example, you already do a good job of if this, if this pair of socks came in two different colors, that would be one product with two variants, right? Which is to me, the right way to do it for that product. Other apparel stores will have those as two separate products, which I think is more confusing. So I think- You to do that. Yeah. You keep getting smarter. Yeah. Oh, everything's an evolution, right? right. You know, nobody knows how to do this stuff day one. And, you know, the, the, the people that get you know better at it are the ones that stay in it longer and become more successful. And we have to, I think, to be successful, you have to keep driving ourselves because we do customer satisfaction surveys. We're always looking for feedback. We do yep. a rolling customer satisfaction survey. And we ask them about the website and ease of use. And did you find what you wanted? And overwhelmingly, yeah. the answer is yes, we love it. Yep. Um, but if we took that and went home, we'd be in trouble. Yes, yes. Well, and some of your customers, you know, everybody's going to, you guys are you're super fantastic, right? You come across so well. You have a great mission, a great story. No one's going to speak bad about you, even if the shopping experience was bad, to be perfectly honest. Right. Because, you know, why did people buy from Amazon? It's not because they have a great shopping experience. I actually believe that Amazon is the worst shopping experience on the internet. But people buy there because they have everything and two-day shipping and free shipping. Because of those things, people are happy with Amazon. They're not happy with the shopping experience. Um, right. Nobody feels warm and fuzzy about Amazon. Yeah. And, and, you know, you spend way more time trying to figure out which of the 4,700 different tripods is the right one for you. But, you know, here, you know, on your product page, who writes your product descriptions, by the way? We um, have multiple people writing those. So They are fantastic. Uh, we 
we've done it a number of different ways when we started. I was writing them. I mean, right, this is how you evolve. Yep. It's like the Big Bang Theory. When we started, it was just us. And then as you grow, you add people. What we've done is we put together a network of people that write them, that love writing these things. Yep. Um, we have different staff members, right? So it's not always the same person. But we're trying to get one explanation I give to folks is most people, they don't need to read anything. They're just going to look at the sock. But we do get customers who will spend an hour at the site just going from product to product, and we want to entertain them. Yep. Right? You don't need to write a paragraph to say this is a blue sock with stars on it. So go have some fun. Love your copy, right? Most stores, the worst thing about their their entire store is their product copy. And your product copy is actually really good. And it shows that you actually write them and you spend the time, right? At the bottom of your product description, you got the normal, you know, sizes and, you know, fabric and all that kind of stuff, which nobody cares about in general. And you don't buy it for that, but it's good information to have. But above that, you put a reason why people should buy these socks. What kind of, you know, feeling are they going to get or what kind of satisfaction are they going to get when they make this choice? And they are really well written. You know, I thoroughly loved your product descriptions. They're, they're, they're as close to perfect as I've seen in, in any store. That's cool. You know, well, thanks. That said, when, when, folks have a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, and it, it shows, right? And, you know, one, one, you know, feedback or improvement you could make there is, you know, you could actually make those full width if you wanted to, with just a little code edit, or you're using the turbo theme, I think, and a little simple code edit, you could make it so those are full width on desktop, even though most of them are on mobile anyways, and that would get rid of a little white space right there. Uh -huh. And I also like the fact that you do the recently viewed because there are so many choices. They can go back and basically see what they were looking at. Um, and that's a nice little feature. I think you get using the one that's built in the turbo theme. And then you've got your, what I called the branding elements before, which I really like, and which reinforces the mission and the value prop of the business and the mission behind the business, not just the socks. And then you've got product reviews, which are awesome. And what I love, you know, when I look at product reviews and read them, you can see if people, you know, what people value about you. And so many of your product reviews talk about the mission now and none, and none of the ones are on this, this page here do they actually do that but I, I i looked at so many of them and they talk about how they love their skittles right they love the note right so the human connection the personal story really resonates with them and they talk about the mission and people of differing abilities and because i see those comments in the reviews that to me is is the data behind the fact that your mission and story are coming through really well it, you know, I you know, had some stores where we're, they're mission-based and it shows up in the reviews and like, yeah, we're, all, we're doing all the right stuff. And you've got to tell your story for people to know your story. You guys are doing a good job of telling it. But I've also had people that tell their story and it doesn't show up in the reviews. And that's just a sign that either we're telling it wrong or people don't care, right? It doesn't move the needle. But in your, your space, it is totally a differentiator for you and your customers absolutely love it. On this page here, right, some of the things that I would add, right? So because you're apparel, two really important things are um, shipping and return information. Now you've got a shipping policy, you've got a return policy. What I normally do for a store is I you know, build a little accordion functionality. You know what I mean when I say accordion? I'm not sure I do. Your, your FAQ probably has an accordion where you, where oh, you yes, put it yes, on and it yes. stands out, right? Yeah, 
So I actually put in a little accordion functionality, in, insert the shipping policy and the review policy in there. So there's review and um, shipping information on that page. Another thing that could be really useful, and I would put this in an accordion also, is you talk about where your socks are manufactured most of the time, and there's different manufacturers. You could have an accordion that is about the manufacturer. And you could write that on a page, you know, a, a page being an entity in Shopify, right? Like a collection, a product, and a page. You could have a page between your manufacturers and then put in some if-then logic in liquid code that says if the product.vendor is equal to, you know, lasockcompany.com, then show this page of information. And on that page, you would have their logo and a little bit of description about them. Some people, you know, care about where their socks are manufactured, yeah. you know, what chemicals are used, and you could do that at the company level. So you write that page about a company once, and then use it for all the socks that you know the company has. And I love the fact you got the review stars up here. You're showing the sale information. That's all nice and good. I generally don't put a variant of one option on a product, and that's just a design choice on my side, right? If, if, if there's only one color it comes in, I wouldn't show color as a variant for this product. In the description, I might say, you know, comes in blue or something like that, just because it looks empty. And, and that might be one of those, I'm too close to this and, and I spend too much time on websites. But I, <laughs> I, I try to make it as simple as possible and as non-confusing as possible as I can for my customers. So putting up a variant of one, they're like, well, is there a purple option that's just not showing today and, and that kind of thing. Okay. But on, on your product page, right, I would have that accordion or whatever functionality for more information. And I fully believe that a product should be a standalone one page website. And what I mean by that is you also have, you know, your mission based and, and, and that good stuff. And you've got the, the little circle value, the brand value props. But you might also have in this accordion or tab functionality where you're stacking up all this content, you might have something like about the mission or, you know, about, you know, the charities or, or what or what your purchase is supporting. Yeah, that we've thought of adding is a counter um, yep. that would show either how many hours of work have been created or maybe how much money has been raised for charity partners. Yeah. Uh, so that you would you would see that and you would know that your purchase drives the counter up. Yes, yes, no, and that, that that's great stuff. So you know, because a lot of people are going to you know they might search for stars and moon socks, right? And they're going to land on this page of your website, right? They're going to land right on your product page. They're also going to land right on your collection page, um, and and all your other pages. So because they may be searching for unicorn socks or dolphin socks and that's a guess on my part that your seo is a lot of product results they're going to mm -hmm. i would make sure that, that product tells your story it's not the first thing you say right on a shopping page or a product page it should all be about shopping to start with but down lower you know for those who want to learn more you just you know keep adding more and more information in there and I, like i said i'm a big fan of you know there's no such thing as too much content on a product page Okay. Now, now that said, another thing I noticed is uh, you guys have a YouTube channel which has hundreds and hundreds of YouTube videos, and they are awesome. John, you dance. I love watching you dance in your videos, John. <laughs> but you know, there's, there's also ones of you know John doing a review of a, of a pair of socks and those kind of things. So if you had a video for the Stars and Moon Socks or any, anyone 
I would make sure you include that video on this page. And in your about, you know, our mission or about our story, that could also be a video too, right? Videos are amazing. There's one I saw of the two of you. You do have one video on your site. It's like your corporate page or something. And just watching the two of you banter about, um, you know, John, you're saying my mom, you know, Mark, your wife. It was just adorable to watch that interaction going back and forth. You are um, so adorable. <laughs> <laughs> but and, and the two of you together have a really good rapport, right? So and, and, and that makes you guys like a father-son pair that people want to buy from. Like, these are nice people. And do you want to buy from nice people? Or do you want to buy from billionaires who are in their own little space race, right? Well, it's a really simple value prop. We do point out that uh, Jeff Bezos is not putting thank you note in candy in those Amazon packages. Yeah, but he is thanking his Amazon employees for sending him to space <laughs> and giving them a livable wage. So, <laughs> but but that's exactly my point, right? If people wanted to buy from billionaires or if all they cared about was unicorn socks, they'd be on Amazon buying unicorn socks. They're not. They're on your store. And your differentiator from any of the big companies is your human beings and your human beings that are likable and people can get along with, right? You know, when, when I buy my crazy socks, am I going to tell the story of, yeah, I got this from this big, you know, corporate conglomerate and I saved 15% and got them in two days shipping? Or am I going to say, no, I got these and, you know, from John's crazy socks and they're going to tell the story about John and how these socks are helping people of different abilities. People are going to be so proud to tell that. And you know that already. Um, all I'm saying is add that content into the product page and use video on your site way more than you're using it today. Right? Okay. I have built product pages with eight or nine videos on them. And you can embed videos in your, in your uh, photo carousel now, with, you know, which has been around for, I think, a year now. I also put them inside of the, the product description. I'll have them, if I do an accordion functionality, I'll have videos inside the accordion functionality. But definitely leverage video, because you know, you're creating it, right? I was amazed when I was on your YouTube channel and saw how many videos you guys are creating. So because you're creating that content, make sure to get it into your store. Okay, you got to get that done tomorrow. What? <laughs> <laughs> tell us game, John. Tell, tell your dad this problem to solve. <laughs> you just got to keep dancing. Okay, I will. But on your product page, right, you know, a lot of good information there. Do you, does your review engine allow photos? I think, yes, we use the uh, I.O., uh, the stamped I.O. review engine. I don't remember if they allow photos or not. Does, does anybody submit photos? We get photos from customers all the time. In, in, in your reviews? Not in reviews. We get them in emails and uh, you know, and then on various social media sites. Yep. So I, I would do a quick check to see if you can get them. Oh, I think they do. I, I think I see a video or a photo right there, unless that's your product photo. It's our Those product are product photos. Right. Yeah. It, so if Stamp.io allows customers to uh, submit photos, you know, you, I would recommend you do that also, just because it's more fun for them. Oh, there's one. You do have yep. it on. It's just yep. not, not too many people are soliciting. So. What you might want to do is check with Stamped.io. I use JudgeMe for most of my clients for reviews. And, and, and I'm not saying you should move to the platform. All I'm saying is on JudgeMe, there's a feature. If someone leaves a review, you can send a follow-up email saying, hey, thanks for that great review. Would you like to add a photo? 
right? Okay. So cfstamp.io has that ability because they may not think about it when they're submitting the review and just that extra nudge might get a few more of them because it just helps liven up your site right. a little bit. It's more that. proof and it's more, yes. Yes, yes. So, you know, we just talked about the product page. I want to take it up to the next step above that, which is your collection pages. I'm just going to go to the uh, all men's socks collection page. Now, on your collection page, you're, you know, you're showing your review stars. What I've started doing on a lot of my stores is not showing review stars on the collection page because all your review stars are the same, right? They're all five-star, maybe a 4.5 or something like that. Right. So it doesn't help. You know, on Amazon, it's really useful because some products are actually two-and-a-half stars. But if they're all four or five stars, it's not really helping me make a decision. And... I see some have stars and some don't, and it becomes an inconsistency thing. So I've started taking review stars off of collection pages because they're not helping me make a decision. Now, on your collection pages, you're using a um, filtering app over here, correct? Yeah, we use Findify. Findify, okay. I use a, a different one most of the time. Does this one allow you to do things by tags? Yes. Because right now, I can see you doing it by price, size. Is that is that by variant? Yeah, so the the size we do size, we do color, and we're always trying to clean this up. It's size, it's color, it's price, it's brand, and it's silhouette. Uh, Is silhouette like ankle height, knee height? Yeah. Kind of, okay. The size one makes sense to me, right? I, I, I like that filter. So first of all, when you have 3,000 products in your catalog, a filter app is absolutely essential. The turbo theme comes with what I call, you know, a rudimentary level filtering. It's actually good for including a theme, but it's nowhere near what you need. So you definitely need an app like you've already made that decision. The size one makes total sense to me. Color absolutely makes sense. And what I like is you haven't made too many colors. You've got one blue. You're not saying turquoise and sea blue and navy blue. Evolving that. Yeah. Um, and even on sizes, you know, had a conversation about that again today. What I would rather do is her sizes has extra large, large, medium, and small. Yep. Because men's is large, women's is medium, but that's how people search. Yes. They search for women's. They don't search for medium socks. Yep. Um, well, I, I actually have size 13 feet, and most standard men's socks stop at 12. So, yep. like, me, like, does this go to size 14s or is it only for 12s? That's an important thing when I'm looking at socks, actually. Yeah. Um, but color makes sense. Like I said, I love the fact you don't have too many colors. Um, you might even want to reduce that by one or two, like the beige and brown or something. But it, it's nice you don't have 14 different blues. I like that. I, I like the price. Do your customers care about brand? Don't know. We don't think. You know, Some of the brands are hard to distinguish anyway. We can see some patterns that with some brands, people prefer them, but I don't think it really matters to them. Well, if you see when I clicked on a brand here, right, it changed your URL up here. So yeah. it's the collection name followed by a question mark, find a five filters by a brand. So if you're using Google Analytics, you could actually go in and see if people are using that filter or not. Okay. Because my gut tells me it's not important at this level. Yeah. Do you have an idea of what other things would be important here? You know, for, for example, I, I think that a, a filter by, you know, sports, uh, astronomy, well, 
you know, we've tried doing this with our drop-down menus. Themes can matter, um, but then you wind up having so many different themes. Yes. Um, you know, and that gets to be overwhelming. That could matter. So one of the things I've done before with a store, because you're absolutely right, you can have way too many. Like I'm right now working on a store that uh, sells board games. And a lot of board games have what I call a franchise. They do, you know, one board game this year, another one under the same title next year, and that kind of thing. But they have too many of these franchises. You just have a list of franchises. So what we did is we built this concept of a franchise in the store. And then when you're on a game that is in a franchise, and we do that with a little if-then statement, right? If if this you know product has a tag and it's used in a collection also, there's a little logic we had to put in place. Then we say on that product page, hey, this game is part of this franchise. Do you want to see the other games in that franchise? For you, it could be themes instead of franchises. Right. Hey, this socks, these socks are animal socks. Do you want to look at other That's animal right. socks? Right. right. When it comes to large catalog stores in Shopify, Shopify doesn't give you a lot of good tools for this. There are some add-ons like you know the app you're using, but you, you'll end up spending a lot of time augmenting your data. You'll either do that through tags or through meta fields, which just got a whole bunch easier in the past two weeks with right. the new meta fields being exposed on, on the Shopify admin that just rolled out. I used it today for the first time and loved it. So it's easier to do those things. Augmenting your data is, you know, for, for large stores, augmenting your data is absolutely required and it becomes a differentiator because then it makes it easier for people to find things. You know, you're right, a pull down menu of all your themes is way too many, right? I went to your all collections page and you, you have hundreds of them kind of thing. Right. But if someone lands on stars and moons and whatever theme that ends up being, whether it's space or astronomy, and then they could see that this is in the space theme or the astronomy theme, and do you wanna see all others in that collection? That, that can be a nice little you know element right here somewhere. Yeah, um, we, people value it because of the selection. And one yep. of the things that um, people view us mainly as a gift store, yep. and it's because you can personalize things. So the old 80-20 rule doesn't apply. It's yep. more like 60-40, you know, 40% 40, mm -hmm. 40 of the socks account for 60% of the revenue because you got a long trail in searches. Yep. We don't yep. have that many true bestseller socks. Yep. That makes total sense. And so the challenge is giving people access to the choice without overwhelming them and without having them spend too much time finding what they want. I have spoken to some folks about trying to develop a gamification where you could pick pictures of things you like and that would result in us showing you socks that you would like. That would take a lot more you know, product enrichment like we're talking about, right? And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, right? What I'm thinking about was on our Stars and Moon example where if they search for Stars and Moon socks or Star Socks, right, and landed on your Stars and Moon sock page as their landing page, you're saying, hey, if you're looking for other space things, we've got those too, and here's an easy way to get to them. And I, I usually don't recommend navigating away from a product page but I think in your case, it actually might make sense because you have so many choices here. Uh -huh. Now, some other things for filters. Here, here's kind of a crazy one for you. 
what about, you know, because you are John's crazy socks and they're supposed to be crazy. What if you ranked each of your pairs of socks on their crazy level? Oh, that'd be interesting. Oh, I like that. Right, because not everybody is ready. Yeah, crazy. yeah. You know, on a scale of one to five or whatever kind of thing, right? You know, so people, how crazy, because you do have, you know, things that are very subdued. You have some ones in here, but you've also got some that are just over the top. And maybe people just want the craziest. I, I want to be as silly as I possibly can. Give me the fives. Right? Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, it would mean you'd have to, like, go in and tag each and every one of your pairs. Tag everything and rate it, right? I like that. Okay, so you're going to go in and do the tagging. You got to evaluate all three thousand and scale it one to five. What? Yeah. <laughs> John is looking incredulous for those who are on audio. <laughs> I can I can pick my favorite socks. No, no, no. You have to rate each pair on how crazy is that pair of socks. Okay. Is it very crazy, or is it a little crazy, or is it not crazy at all? Oh. And you got to do that for three thousand pairs of socks. Okay, I can make it work. You get busy. You can make it work. I love that attitude. I can make it work. I love <laughs> it. I feel clear. <laughs> so, uh, you know, on your collection pages, right, it would be great if you had, you know, a couple more, like, I just say more useful. Uh, the themes is a hard one because there's so many themes, but just like you did with colors, if you could simplify that to a smaller set of colors or smaller set of themes, or the most popular themes that there are right. that might be useful. But, you know, I, what I saw, to be honest, the only useful one here was, for me, was, you know, size and color. Right. So the collection pages, you just need better filters, right, and more filters, which is just hard to do because it means you have to manually tag or create meta fields for everything. But once you do that and enrich your data, then your catalog becomes more useful and more engaging as a shopping experience. Well, we're going through, you know, one of the processes we're starting on is um, we're going through to create our own photographs of every item in the store so we can standardize that presentation. And yep. so part of that process, we can go through and tag everything. That's a, that's a lot of work for photography. You're gonna take photography in-house, huh? We are negotiating with somebody to do it and get up to speed and and kind of have an assembly line of we're just feeding them stuff and they're taking photographs. Are they close by? Yes. Yeah, okay, cool. With my clients, you know, they all ask me, do you know a photographer? My answer is always no, I wish I did. Finding a good photographer for product photography is hard, but if you can find one and it works out, it is it's incredible, right? photography makes such a difference. You know, I didn't even mention it on the product page just because I, you know, I realized you were taking, you know, the photos that were given to you by the suppliers. And yeah, some we take, but some, you know, you're getting it from the supplier. So it's all different and we yep. want to standardize it. You know, we, my concept is, um, and you can see this with well-branded ones, you, you want somebody to be able to look at the photo and know that came from our store. Yep. And the way we take it and the way we frame it. Yeah. So let's take it up the next level, which is navigation, right? So we talked about the products, talked about the collections. And then, you know, the, the first step is navigating the top of your site. So and, and I'm clicking right now on the first link in your main nav called men. And nothing's happening. 
So one of my best practices, and it's a hover effect for those of you who aren't right. looking at this video, it's a hover effect. One of my best practices, and this is really important also in mobile where you got the hamburger menu and you got to hover over it and then go over to the right and click the down arrow to get it to expand. I like top level nav elements that are clickable and take you somewhere. Now, I don't want you when you click on this men here to go to the all men socks. That's too many choices. But what I would like to see is a page that you build out that just mimics the sub menu items of ankle, athletic, basics, crew, dress, knee high, and all the rest of them. So that page would just be what I, it's a list of collections page. It's for people who click on that, that men link and then they get a visual identifier along with the text that's there in the, uh, the drop down. Okay. And you know, so they can see the difference between ankle and, and you could bucketize those also. The first half of that might be shop by size. So you want ankle, do you want, you know, knee high, do you want compression, you know, that kind of stuff. Or shop by, you know, and you have multiple groupings on that page of, you know, shop by color or shop by price, that kind of stuff. Okay. Would you recommend on that page putting some best sellers at the top or just having uh, an organization of collections? I would have best sellers as a collection, not as products, right? Okay. And, and the reason for that, the, the normal answer with most of my clients is yes, put best seller products, put four of them at the top, just four. But you have so many socks. When yeah. I, I land on your homepage and I click on men, you do not know enough about me to tell me these four socks are the right ones for you. Right. right? So having best sellers as a collection totally makes sense, but I, I wouldn't put products on that page. Okay pretty true for all of your your um, yeah. links yeah. here now why do you have socks so your top level nav is men women kids collections and then socks why do you have socks on there i don't know yeah i i didn't uh, i i'm not trying to deny responsibility but i don't know we keep we've been changing this a lot so i don't yep. know what the rationale is yep um, no, no problem, right? So to me, you know, it's one of those, the whole purpose of your experience, right? At the navigation level, the list of collections, the collections and the product is to help people make a decision and tell you what they want, right? right. Um, and, and socks is a counter to that, you know? Because we're telling you this is all socks and on the other side, we have some variations, but that's confusing. Yep. Um, now on the the things up here, right? So you you told me that most people or many people buy your socks as gifts, right? One of the things you could create is landing pages for different gift events, yeah. right? Right. For example, you know, wedding party. I, I see you have a lot of wedding party stuff, groomsmen, bridesmaid, father, the bride. You know, so you could have a gifts top level section, yeah, and then you could have a category underneath that. Uh, for all these major gift-giving events, like birthday, anniversary, Mother's Day, Father's Day, wedding, new baby, all those different categories. That's right? a great idea. And we, we're we pushing more. I mean, we're, we're trying to do two things. One, we're growing the store. You know, we're we're going to be adding our own lines of socks because we want people to think of us as the one-stop shop for any sock they need. But at yep. the same time, we want to lean into that gift giving. So yep. you know, here's something we're going to experiment with this year. We're going to put out a holiday catalog. 
It'll be a dig right now. We're just planning on making it a digital catalog, but we're going to play off of some of the old Neiman Marcus thing. So we're going to have some over the top gift options. Yep. Yep. Uh, right. One of them is going to be socks for a year. We'll send you a new pair of socks for every day of the year. And they'll have yep. some outrageous costs. I'm not really expecting anybody to buy it. Yep. Um, but yes, that would fit in perfectly to gifts. Yep. And then you could come down. We have your wedding party gifts. We have birthday gifts. We have Mother's Day. You know, we pick up some of that in the collection for events. But that would be a good thing to do. Yeah. And, you know, you have in, in your store right now with the Turbo theme, you have the page.details template, right, which is my favorite template of all the themes, because I would make these pages, not collections. And you would have, you know, normally what they look like when I make them, you know, let's just say it's the wedding one. The banner would be a wedding lifestyle stock photo or a whole bunch of groomsmen showing off their, their colorful socks, right, kind of thing. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of ones where all the groomsmen are different superheroes and that kind of stuff. Um, something fun like that, and then underneath that, top products, and then a collection of everything, and maybe some descriptions, and then also tell your story, because this page becomes a landing page for you. It's not just part of your, your browsing experience, but as you start marketing to weddings in May timeframe, hey, get socks for your wedding party, you send them to that page as your landing page for that experience. Yeah, and, and Scott, just to correct one thing, this is the flex theme. We went from the turbo to oh, the uh, flex theme. Nice. I like flex even more than turbo. I've, I've, all my projects in the past two years have been in flex, and all my projects from the previous two years before that were all in turbo. With Shopify 2.0, who knows where we're going? Um, yeah, yeah. I, well, I assume the out of the sandbox folks will have the best theme still, but I'm, I'm definitely anxious to see what this uh, sections anywhere is going to be like. So, you know, at your top level, I would have gifts in there also. You've got subscriptions, which is awesome. Do you have a lot of people subscribing to your, your offering? We do. We've been kind of stuck for a bit, and we're about to change apps that we use to manage that. Because yep. um, right now we have two separate carts. Yep. And we have not been able to really update the products or the page or get good data. So we are moving from our current vendor who we've been with since 2017 to- So that was uh, old probably? Yep. And we're yep. going to, and we haven't pulled the plug, but yep. uh, but it looks like we'll be going to recharge. Yep. I, I find those two to be equal. I don't have a preference of one over the other. Well, actually I do a little bit. I actually think recharge is a little easier to use. But Bold, the nice thing about them is if you're going to do other things like wholesale or, you know, some other things that affect price, you know, anything that affects price, you want one vendor providing you all those apps because yeah. all that will happen when something doesn't work is they all point at each other and no, no one gets anything fixed. So the reason I use Bold is, well, I'm going to do subscriptions and we're going to do wholesale and we're going to do, you know, quantity breaks or something like that. So one app provider will solve your problems regardless of which app is the cause. Well, we will be entering wholesale. We yep. have a strategic partner and that's what they do. They do wholesale. Not sure if we're going to do that through Shopify though. I've built a ton of wholesale stores in Shopify. Um, and matter of fact, I have a podcast episode from the early days of like two years ago now 
of um, how to do wholesale, like four or five different ways to do wholesale in your Shopify store. And I, I've had a lot of clients who were hesitant, like they had a, a pencil and paper wholesale business that they've been doing for 20 years. And the second we put it online, they were amazed at how quickly their cut their their B2B customers adopted to it and how much revenue got driven through it. I've not done a wholesale store that wasn't very successful and increased the business that the, the, the company was doing. Yeah. Uh, obviously, that's uh, something we would like. Yeah. And uh, so you've also got a sale merchandising, right, which I like the idea of sale there. That's, that's a good one. The one that's missing on this, this top level nav, that's a, a normal one, you don't have to have it, but it's new. And you, you know, you could have new underneath that's your top right, categories right. of men, women, and kids, but just let people see what is the latest and the greatest and the newest. Yeah, and we've had that in drop down, but you know, part of the challenge, and you know this, right? Almost 70% of our traffic is coming on a phone. Yep. So you're, you know, we got to play with what we have up there, but yeah, um, that could be a helpful one to have. The not socks because we're increasingly offering other things. Um, yep. You know, one of the things. Uh, I love the fact you call that not socks. That yeah. We have customers, we have very loyal customers and they come back and want to buy from us. Yep. But there's only so many socks you can buy. So, you know, we're building out, we've been experimenting with some of the home things. We're going to be building out more Down syndrome related and autism related products that are really tied to our uh, core audience or initial audience. Yep. Um, and then the B2B is what the services uh, menu is about. Yeah. And you got you have a lot of stuff you're doing there. I was impressed going through that that whole list of things. Like we have um, a whole set of you know of services. It's custom socks, it's fundraising programs, it's I, I was calling it concierge orders where uh, you know we'll customize packages and we've done that for Google and Ernest and Young and you know large corporations. We when we redo the website, we need to redo what we're doing with custom socks. Yeah, yeah. Well, and all, all those pages are hard, right? These these really content heavy pages are, are hard to do, but you actually done a pretty good job with them, right? Where they're, they're graphical, you're mixing up content and graphics, you're you're moving and shaking things around a bit. So it's not just a big long list of text. These are a little more skimmable than yeah. you know, just just a, a bunch of text. So that, that's really well done. I'm super impressed with what you pulled together there. Now, one other total random tangent we're going to take here is right now you're using Kalam, is my guess, is the font you're using because that's inside of the uh, list of Shopify fonts. And I actually think that Shopify needs a couple of friendly, fun, Crayola permanent marker type of fonts, and they don't have one of them. Kalam is the closest, and I think it's awful compared to something like permanent marker. So when you go and do your redesign, if I was you, I would just pull in permanent marker or a font like that as a as an external font. Normally, I, I don't recommend external fonts because you know Shopify's got 200 of them or whatever listed on their website. But a good handwritten, fun and friendly one is is a gap in, in what their their portfolio. Okay, is. that's what we'll look at. So you know, pulling in permanent marker or something as a third party to replace Kalam, you'll be much happier with it. It looks more realistic. Okay. Yeah, there's the video that I liked, right? Putting these on your site a lot more, I, I think would really help you out. Every time you do one about a product, I'd include it on the product page. 
you know, for the gift giving pages, those landing pages for wedding and stuff like that, you could have some some nice talk throughs and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Now, up at the top level on our homepage, I think the homepage is not that important for your customers. I think the homepage is hugely important for press industry and, and B2B customers, right? Because your customers, your consumers are going to enter your site through many other places than your homepage. A successful store has, you know, less than 10% of its visitors starting their experience on the homepage. It starts on collection pages, product pages, landing pages for ad campaigns and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I actually, you know, what you've done is a really good job here of, you know, you have to have shopping on there. Absolutely. And you're, and you're doing that, but you're also telling the story and guiding those, those B2B type of customers or industry people on, you have a nice balance here. It's all shopping above the fold and at the top, which I like. And then, you know, below you tell the story and allow them to dive in more on that kind of thing. Here you might, you know, you beef that up a little bit with those counters that you were talking about, uh-huh. right? That, that would be nice stuff there. Now, now that said, what I like to do is on the homepage banner, I don't like to promote and, and merchandise and shop on that. What I like to do is, is basically it's a, a you are here sign. We are John's Crazy Socks. We promote happiness throughout the world by selling the funnest, craziest sock you've ever seen. Or you can even go to the next step and say, you know, and we give, you know, a percentage of our, you know, profits back to, you know, uh-huh. these missions we support and that kind of stuff. But there I would tell people who and what you are, because if anybody lands on your homepage, they don't know anything about you yet. They didn't see an ad because you should never be linking in an ad or anything you promote on the web. You should never, ever link to your homepage. Yeah. Because you know more about the customer, you're going to link deeper into the site. So the homepage is for those people who, you know, just search for John's Crazy Socks or found you somehow and want to know more. So you got to tell them, here's who we are, here's what we do. And then if they're in the right place, then start telling to them and, and explaining your services. Kind of thing. But a little you are here sign is, is a nice uh, thing for the banner to have, right? Not a must have, right? You can, you can merchandise like you're doing here, but I would, you know, to me, that would take it to the next level a little bit. Now, one of the questions I have for you is, what's in a brand that you kind of aspire to, and a well-known national brand that everybody would know? What, you know, I guess, you know, uh, Zappos. Yep. Maybe, you know, if they're big enough, Tom's of Maine, you know, somebody with some story and purpose. Um, yeah. You know, I would say Apple, except we're not cool in design. It's more fun. So maybe it's Nickelodeon. What? <laughs> so, everything you just said there make, makes sense to me. And cool design is completely unnecessary in e-commerce. For example, I just bought some Google Buds for my Google Pixel phone yesterday. And they've got a website that as you scroll down the page, it opens the product up and it flies out of the case and all this really cool and compelling things, right? It doesn't help the shopping experience at all. And only a company with as much money as Google has to waste is going to spend money making a shopping site do that kind of crap. Too much money makes you stupid. Yeah, and part of it, and this may reflect some arrogance. I don't mean it to be that way. I don't know of people doing what we're doing. There are other companies doing, and 
you know, the, the social enterprise, social entrepreneurship. And I think that's what the future is. Save your melon is a, when I say big corporations, I know of lots of other small people who yep. really do things. Yeah. No, I think, you know, Tom's is the one you mentioned, or like a Ben and Jerry's. You know, save, those are, save your melon to a degree, Bomb, you know, Bombas does it. Yep. And it's part of the conversation we've had with people of, well, you know, People are starting to copy us, and they have. Somebody has taken, you know, they copied our website. Somebody's grabbed part of our URL. Now lots of people make Down syndrome socks, but it doesn't work for them because they're not all in it. You know, yeah. you got to walk the walk. So and part of it is they don't have John. <laughs> yep. yep. So one of the things to think about with that, right, is, yeah, you know, I talked about the you are here sign for your homepage banner ad. Right. Well, only five to seven percent of your people are going to see that because that's how much traffic should be coming through your homepage. I've I've worked on a couple other mission-based companies before, and what we did is we put in our logo. We put a very large logo with a the you know I forget it was like oh, it was a full sentence. It was like a good twelve words. Like we provide the best men's gifts, you know, badass you know gifts for for groomsmen, and we give fifteen percent of our profits to military veterans or something some of that effect, right? But we put it in the header because everybody sees the header. Well, so part of where we're driving on this now is, and I'll try to make the analogy. I keep talking through this. We're going to go omni-channel in terms of distribution, but it's also omni-channel in terms of mission. So we are slightly modifying our logo. And what we're building into it is to put right out there, world's largest sock store. Yep. We want the rest of the story. We're going to keep sharing the rest of the story and everything we're about. But we have to speak to, we have to connect in different ways. So we're going to start having content with dancing socks. Next week, assuming the costume comes in, we're getting, we're turning John into Sock Man. And we're doing oh, a whole yes. bunch of, you know, videos with John yep. and Sockman transforming yes. people. Yeah. And we have, we've just recorded some with John as a sock tycoon. We're going to keep doing dance videos and yeah. talking about what we're doing with, with Special Olympics. And what we want it to be is I come here because they have great socks and I got everything I want. And then look what all look at all the things they do. It's like that podcast we heard this weekend, someone talking about it. And then there will be others that will say, you got to love all the things these people do. And then when you get to the site, wow, this blows me away. Look at the great socks they have. Well, so what I hear you debating, you know, is what's your biggest value prop, selection or story? And we're, I'm trying to have it both. Yep. Um, and and the, the, the more you end things, the harder it is to be successful. Yes, I know that. Yep. So it's a balance. We may have been tipping too much on the story side, and now we have to tip more back to the socks, which goes back to the origin. John just loved socks, and we want to share that love. Yep. We want it to resonate with the fullness of the story because so, we, we've counted. There are exactly one gazillion sock companies. And if we're out there just saying, 
Our socks are better than their socks. We're lost. What I hear you saying is, and I totally agree, right? Because you said it before. You said, you know, they don't have a John. Right. To me, it's your story is your biggest value prop by far. You support that story with the best, you know, selection available, but it's the story that drives people. Yeah. And in the end, in the end, I don't think we're really a sock store. Yeah. Um, in, you know, in many ways, we're a content company, and the socks become the physical manifestation of the story. Yep. And, you know, what I was leading up to here, right, is you're using the flex theme. You're using the, I believe this is the center header because you have like four different header options mm -hmm. inside of flex. And you're doing the one where the logo splits the navigation line. It's kind of fun, right? I've done that before. But now what I've gotten to, I use center a lot. But what I do is I take the logo out of the main header section and I manually through code move it to the top bar because the top bar has got the search up there, the cart and all that other stuff. And, and then I, I move the, you know, the, the free shipping stuff and I move that over to the left that you have it on the center. I move to the left and I put the logo up there and it gives you a lot more space to do things. Uh-huh. I, I actually, I yeah. actually think the top bar is, is not as efficient in, until you do something like that. It's got the cool functionality that you need of the login and the cart and that kind of thing up there. So taking the logo out of the main nav and moving it to the top bar gives you more space. And then, you know, I think you're doing a sticky header. I, I can't stand the way Flex does the sticky header now. You've got the new, a newer version of Flex. I don't like the hamburger. I custom code that also to show the menu because for me, the branding's not as important on sticky header for me because people already have been on the site. They know about it. They're engaging. For me, this should be more about shopping and 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 re-engaging me in the shopping experience. Not like what you're finding here, click on one of our main nav elements and do that. So I, I, I've started changing the Flex Themes header quite, I use the center one most of the time, but I move the logo up to the top. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I'm not a fan of sticky period, but if I my client wants sticky, I will put the main nav in there and get rid of the hamburger. Less clicks for me is more important. Okay, cool. Do people search on your site? Yes. They search a lot. Oh, and, really? And the ones who search have a higher conversion rate. What percentage of your customers search? Oh, I forget the last number. It's still a low percentage, but the ones who do, well, I, I'd have to go back and look at the number that search. Yep. Because one of the things to think about with a large catalog, right? We're back to the large catalog problem is we, everything we talked about is what's a browse experience, you know, navigating, collections, filters, what information is on the product page. It's all about the browse experience. Another way to handle a large catalog is through a good search experience also. Mm -hmm. And moving the search, you know, the Flex themes allows a search-centric experience where the search bar is half the width of the screen. And I, what I even did for one of my clients who we did a search-centric is... If you do that on the flex theme on mobile, it doesn't, there's no search box. There's a little icon they click and it pops up a thing. We actually got rid of the icon and made a little search bar underneath the logo on the, the hamburger you know, header on the mobile phone. And for this, this company with a large catalog of very unique things, it's the most used thing in their discovery experience. A lot more people are searching than browsing in their store. And we saw the data beforehand, but we used that data to say, let's try a search-centric design. And we went really search-centric with the you know, permanent box showing up on the, on the mobile side of things. And it's been really, really useful. We're trying. My guess is 
it's not natural for your customers to think about searching for their socks. They would want to browse to begin with. But I wonder if you put that option front and center, if it would help them or not. Another way I do that is on the collection page. You could have at the bottom of the collection page, still not finding what you're looking for. Why don't you try searching? So let them browse. But at, at the, if, if the browse is not successful, which, you know, if they get to the bottom of the collection page, that might be a sign it's not successful. Give them an alternative way to find their products. Yeah, that's a good idea. Well, you certainly know what you're doing. I've been doing this for a while. So, and the beautiful thing is I get to talk to, you know, hundreds of stores. So I get to leverage all their best practices, right? right. On, that, on that, you know, experience there with the searching and the browsing, they should be able to find their product. And on the, the search, do you look at the no results listing and use that to drive content for your store? Yes. That's awesome. We, yep. We, we look at a lot of factors to help us figure out what products to add. Um, yep. We can drive people. Yeah. Yeah. I found that one to be super useful. Like, oh, there's a hole in our catalog we didn't know about, but people are searching right. for it and stuff. Now, how are people getting to your site today? Is it, is it balanced between advertising, social, and SEO? And It is spread across. One thing that's been very frustrating is our organic has been declining. Yep. Um, and we're not able to, there doesn't seem to be a single bullet to explain that. Um, there never is, uh, there's never a single answer to any problem. You know, I always, I always call it the Mighty Duck Syndrome. Everybody's, you know, store owners are looking for the one play. If you remember the Mighty Ducks and the Flying V, yep. that's going to be the knockout silver bullet winner. It's like, it's never that easy, unfortunately. Yeah, we do. Um, so organic is is the most common. Our ads, both the, you know the digital and social ads, our uh, and you know that's in tumult with the changes going on in that area. We do very well with our email. We're very kind of protective of our email list. We don't overwhelm people. We're not sending emails out every day. The cornerstone email for us is the Friday email from John, which yep. is. Just an update. Here's what I'm doing. You know, we're not beating people over the head selling to them. We do get. So um, you're using Clavio for email? We're using Clavio, yeah. Great tool. Great tool. We we get a, a fair percentage from referral and from direct and from social. We do have, you know, it is one of our challenges. We do have a lot of people that follow us, they get the email, they follow us on social, they're engaged on social, and they don't buy. Yep. Well, if everything you're doing, well, buy some damn socks. Yeah. <laughs> there are some people that are just born to, you know, sell and chill and embarrass themselves or embarrass you kind of thing, and with high pressure stuff, and, and there are people that just are not that way. And, you know, if, if you pushed harder, maybe you could move the needle on those people, but well, then yeah. again, if you push them harder, you're going to, you know, it make other people unhappy, right? It's one of those, you can't have everything. I view, we're in this for the long haul. Yep. I think of it that we're building a community. Yep. I'll give you an easy one for us. Our subscription model. Lots of very smart people are saying, you want to make out there, you ought to make by default that it automatically renews. Yep. Well, we don't do that. I hate that. And that's not how you want to treat people. So in the short term, that would make us more money. 
Yeah. In the long term, that's not who we're going to be. Yep. And, you know, you have to kind of know who you are. So I'm, I'm totally stunned here looking at, at your um, subscription page. You have 1,400 reviews on your subscription products. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Uh, it's been a bit stagnant, but that's because we haven't, we got to improve the page and the flow. And also the offering. We want to have a seasonal offering. We want to have some different offerings out there. We're very fortunate with our uh, customers. I mean, we, it's pretty simple. You really care. Like, you know, so we talk about spreading happiness is our, is, is the mission that in the end drives us. And we talk about that every day. So here's an example Customer service, right? You know, it's an easy one. You've heard the line, the customer is always right. Utter nonsense. The customer can be dead wrong. (laughs) But we're not in the business of being right. All we want to do is make the customers happy. I've told, we call them customer uh, happiness creators. I've told them, you can spend $200 on any customer anytime you want. Just make them happy. Nobody picks me up on that, but we refund money at the drop of a hat. If your package doesn't get there, we'll resend it. We'll send extra things. Here's the payoff. Not only do we get loyal customers, our refund rate is 0.5% of our revenue. Yep. Treat people well. Yeah, totally. totally. It's Because you're nice to them, they're going to be nice to you. And when you do something special... They go tell somebody. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, a, it's a little thing. Uh, we're on Long Island outside New York City. We're in a town of Huntington. We live in Huntington Village. Our office, warehouse, it's about a 20-minute drive. If we get an order between the office and home, what are you doing? I, 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 I do a home delivery. We did a home delivery. On, we're, we're at our home now. We yep. did a home delivery on our way home tonight. Nice. Um, because even if you live in San Diego and we're not doing a home delivery to you, you like the idea these people do home deliveries. And people, they take their photo with John and then they go and share. Oh, totally. Yeah, that, that's the thing it's going to, you know, people are so proud of and share it out. It, it's totally awesome. Now, the, the last thing I want to talk about, I want to go through all of your Evergreen pages because you have a lot of them. But I do want to go through your story page, right? Your About Us page. Yeah. Um, I love your about us page, right? You tell your story. You got lots of great photos, you know, and you've got this, you know, thematic branding going on that you guys, you know, did, did with the, the photography where you, you have an image of father and son there, but you put it on top of the brand elements and, and that, that works out really well. The, the one thing I wanted to say here is what I didn't find on your site that I find amazing is the rest of your team, right? Yeah. I saw some of your videos where you were walking around the warehouse and, and shooting video of the rest of the team, and they're all awesome and fun. Yeah, and I would just include something about 100%. That. We should put everybody up there. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, we have some things in the uh, in the works that will make that even more important. We're going to create a program to create micro franchises to put other individuals with different abilities and their families into business. Yep. Basically, here's a business in a box. We're going to give you everything you need. We're going to give you inventory. We're going to give you a stand so you can have your own business selling our socks. Yep. Um, 
And if I could get 500 people like that across the United States, how incredible would that be? And then yeah. we want all of them telling their stories. Well, and that, that's what I found amazing on your videos was not only, you know, is John participating in this enterprise, but you have a whole bunch of other people on the staff yeah. Yeah. that are working every day. They're employed, they're contributing, and that's just got to be awesome for them and their families. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, that's my the point on that one is I, I was make sure you add the rest of the team in there, you know, fun photos of all of them or videos kind of thing would really take this to the next level, although it's it's already awesome. So that's enough feedback. I can continue going on for a while. But, you know, in general, your, your store is just fabulous, right? Your products are fabulous. It's just a little bit on, on the shopping side, helping people make decisions. How, how can you break things down step by step instead of just, you know, dropping them? Here's 100 things. Give them some tools to take that 100 down to 10, right? 10 I can look at and consider. 100, mm -hmm. too many things for me to make a choice. Too many, for. right. Makes me think of my middle son. We'd go on road trips. We'd hit a 7-Eleven or a Quick Mart and say, okay, let's not be too long. And he'd get in there and look at the cooler with all the drinks and freeze. Too many flavors. in Vladivostok where there's one choice, you know? Yep, yep exactly, exactly. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I, 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 it's very helpful. Oh, well, you got to get to work. I really appreciate that. All right, Scott. Absolute pleasure right. talking to you, gentlemen, this evening. Thank you very much. Thanks for talking. Right. Thank Bye. you. You've been listening to the Shopify Solutions Podcast with Scott Austin. This podcast is brought to you by Jade Puma, a full-service agency focused on Shopify. If you like what you heard, please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you have a question or a comment, please send an email to scott at jadepuma.com.